Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vaera. Parshas Vaera contains the first seven of the ten Makos, plagues that Hashem brings upon the Egyptians. And I'd like to ask a very simple question. Why? Why does Hashem have to bring ten plagues? After all, in last week's parsha, at the end of Shmos and Shishi, <coughs> Hashem instructs Moshe in chapter 4, Pasuk 22, and He tells him, V'yomarto el paro, this is what you should say to paro, Komar Hashem, this is what Hashem has said, B'ni b'chori Yisrael, my firstborn son is Israel. And therefore I, Hashem, say to you, Paro, Shalach is bini, send out my son, via Avdeni, that he may serve me. However, should you refuse to send him, I will kill Bincha Bichorecha, your firstborn son. Moshe tells him up front what's going to happen. So now when Paro refuses, why does Hashem have to bring one, two, three, through nine, Dams Fardea Kinim, etc., and then and only then bring the tenth plague? Why not go for the quote jugular and kill out the firstborn? Let Paro send them out right away. I'd like to suggest as a possibility the Maral in his commentary on Ovos, Terach HaChayim, in chapter 5, tells us that there is a connection between the Asora Ma'amoros, the ten statements with which this world was created, the Esermakos, the ten plagues, and the Aseris Adibros, the ten commandments. Ten, ten, ten. The first ten uh, statements clearly established God as the Creator. He is the one that created the world. The Makos clearly show, as the Psukim themselves show later on in this week's parsha, that He is intricately involved within that which is happening in this world. After all, as the Creator, he can then take nature and literally have the wild animals go here and not go there. It's blood for the Egyptians and it's water for the Jews because after all is said and done, nature is his. And finally, the third ten, the Ten Commandments, tell us that Hashem is not only the Ish Mochama, literally the man of war uh, in Egypt, whereby doing war against the Egyptians, but he's also that same Ish, that same uh, being who is the legislator, the lawgiver, and the one that provides us with purpose, meaning, and direction in this world as well. And so one can say that the purpose of the Makos are not only punitive to the Egyptians to teach 
them that there is a master, a judge in this world. There is reward and punishment in this world. But also, this is not a world of kol da'alim gevar, which means literally, might makes right. And Egypt was one of the mightiest empires of the day, and they were being taught very clearly, very well, this idea that there is a sense of justice in the world. The Ramban points out in his lengthy commentary at the end of Parshas Bo that not only were the Makos punitive to Mitzrayim, but they were educational to B'nai Yisrael. Laman Tida, ki ani Hashem bekerev oretz, his hashkocha, his divine providence within the land. That Laman Tida, ki Lashem oretz, that he is the master of this world and this earth. And finally, Bavur Teida, ki ein kamoni, and there's no one like me in the land, period. I think it's very interesting to take note that in this entire excitement of bringing the plagues upon the Egyptians, the Torah goes out of its way to guide us and teach us an extremely important lesson of Midos, of character. And that is, regarding the first three plagues, the Torah tells us that both by the plague of blood, the Torah says in chapter 7, verse 19, Hashem says to Moshe, Emolar Aaron, Tell Aaron he's to take his staff, he is to hit the waters of Mitzrayim, and guess what? They become blood. Why Aaron? And our rabbis tell us, says Rashi, because the rivers, the waters, protected Moshe when he was thrown into the waters, therefore it wasn't struck by him, nor the second one, whereby the frogs come out of the water, and nor the third one, which is the kinim, the lice, which come from the ground, whereby the earth protected Moshe when he killed the Egyptian and he buried the Egyptian, since these three inanimate objects, the water, the dust, helped Moshe, Moshe showed his hakoras hatov, Moshe showed his recognition, thankfulness to these objects, right? And therefore, they were struck by Aaron. The Torah is teaching us, incredible, the importance of midos, of character, even at this time. Moshe, for a week's time, argues with God as to 
not taking the position. And finally, he says to Hashem in last week's parsha, Shlach no biyad tishlach, please send the one that you have been sending all along. Send my brother Aaron, says Rashi. He's been there the last 60 years. I was away in Midian. He's been holding up the, the morale of the people all these years. I can't do this to my brother. And it's only when Hashem assures Moshe, that the Roacha, when he sees you after all these years, the Samach Balibo, he is truly going to be most happy on your behalf. Then and only then does Moshe take it. I, two million people are waiting to be redeemed. He can save them from another day of suffering. Moshe, you love these people, but not at the expense of his brother. Now, Rav Shimshul Hirsch has a very interesting thesis that the Torah teaches in the extreme. So, the Torah doesn't say to bury a Jew. The Torah says if a criminal is hung, even he is to be buried on that same day. The Torah says don't curse anybody. The Torah says don't curse the deaf. I can't curse the deaf, all the more so I can't curse somebody who hears. The Torah says regarding a Jewish wife, that she is to get a ksuba. But it's not written like that. A Jewish man marries a Jewish woman. No, in the extreme case, which happens so infrequently, of a Jewish father selling his daughter as an Oma Evriya, even she gets the ksuba. The Torah teaches in the extreme, and I believe that's what the Torah is teaching us here in this week's parsha as well. It's teaching us the extreme of Hakoras HaTov. The one has to have Hakoras HaTov even to the inanimate objects. Why? Because Hakoras HaTov, which is the character of showing thanksgiving, recognition for the good that was done to you, is an essential part of of developing our soul and character. And clearly, as the Sefer Achinuch writes in next week's Parsha of Parsha's Bo, that Adam Nifal Kefi Pu'ulosav, he asks the basic question, why so many different mitzvos related to Yitzias Mitzrayim? And his powerful answer is that man is affected by his actions and his, in this case here, inactions. And so, when one shows Hakoras HaTov, even to an inanimate object, which you can say that the water has no feeling, and this is not the same water that saved Moshe 60 years ago, and it's not the same earth that saved Moshe 60 years ago, but this is refining the character of man that, in this case here, he will become a better, sensitive person. And as we saw in last week's parasha, Paro, who had no hakoras hatov to man, leads to no hakoras hatov to God. 
A person could rationalize any and all situations. Why should I have to give thanks to you? Yes, you did me a favor, but come on. You did me a favor today because you want me to do a favor tomorrow. Why should I thank my wife for cooking dinner? Come on. After all, I gave her the money to buy the dinner. And you can go on and on and always find a good reason not to be supportive and showing true thankfulness to the next one. And this, unfortunately, leads to horrific character. And the Torah is showing us that even at this very, or not only even, but at the very moment that we are becoming that nation and we are in the process of being redeemed, it's not just that we are taking slaves and freeing them, but we're taking individuals and refining their character. And this is that preparation for Kabbalah Satora, because in order for a person to receive a holy Torah, they have to have a holy character. And it's brought about by Hakoras Hatov. And so we find the beautiful story of Reb Yisrael Zev Gustman, Sadik Levracha, the Rosh Hashiva of Nesach Yisrael, who at a very young age was a child progeny, and Reb Chaim Ozer Grzynski, Sadik Levracha, took him under his wings, brought him as a young man as part of the Bezdin, had him write up his chuvos for him, and listen to this. He would take him from time to time for walks, and they would go into the forest, and Reb Chaim would show him, by the way, these plants, these are healthy, and one can eat these plants. Those over there, and he showed them to recognize the difference between the two, are poisonous. Don't eat them. Rev. Gustman didn't understand why his Rebbe was showing this to him. Not too long thereafter, unfortunately, the Germans, Yamach Shemam, overran Vilna. And he had no choice but to hide in the forest. And he joined the partisans and he became their Rebbe. And during that time, there was an absolute shortage of food. And he remembered what his Rebbe had taught him, Reb Chaim Ozer. And those plants that he had taught him sustained him. And he realized that this is what kept him alive in the forest for months and months at a time. As a result of that, when he was privileged to come to Eretz Yisrael and establish his yeshiva, there were maintenance people and people that took care of everything, except for one thing. Every day, Rav Gusman would go out and water the plants in front of the yeshiva. And when they asked him why, he would say, this was his way of showing Hakoras Hatov to those plants which saved his life. The idea is that we are nourished from our Torah. We're nourished from our Torah in terms of how to act, how to become that very special person. And Hakoras Hatov is something that we should all be 
so cognizant thereof. A person says, ah, if only I won the lottery, well, I'd show my thankfulness to Hashem. My goodness, every day you win the lottery by Pokeach Ivrim. You can open your eyes. What we say every morning, the Birchas HaShachar, every morning that we say that we have the ability to Zokev Kefufim, we can stand strict straight and, and erect. And every morning, be that you've given me back my soul and I can arise and partake of another day. Some people don't get up in the morning. Period. You've won the lottery. That's the way you have to look at it. Hashem literally gives us back our soul daily, that is winning the lottery. An exciting parsha of seven out of the ten makos taught them a lesson and much must teach us as well that very important lesson of Derech Eretz, Torah, being a mensch is a prerequisite for receiving the Torah and Hakaras HaTov is a very important aspect of being that mensch. Shabbat Shalom to all.